This place was built on. That's what our community is founded on. Don't act like the example, just be the example. This is the home of the greatest fitness community in the world. We're trying to create strong, able bodies, resilient to injury with a gas tank to get shit done. If there's one thing from this podcast about taking media action, find the problem, fix the problem, this is your opportunity. It's either a hell yes or a fuck no. It's that simple. <laughs> now is the time to take action. Now's the time to do more and be more. Go ahead, take it, man. Take the nootropic. Take the nootropic. It's like a tradition. Uh, take yeah. on podcast tradition. DHQ, <laughs> focus the nootropics. Wash it down with this Negroni. Negroni, <laughs> a little gin to wash it down. Let's take three a day. You take three? There's one. Live a little. That took three. Okay, good. Oh, okay. All right, you're gonna be into this. You're gonna be wired. You're gonna be wired. I love it. I take one nootropic, but. That's from the book I, I love, Bulletproof. Now imagine how smart you're going to be. I find it did help when I, t- I went off it for a couple months. You find it did or did? It did. Oh, I find I, it does big time. Yeah, I, I went off Neutrophics for a couple months and I felt like I wasn't... Especially... I remember going to Ashley when my memory is... I feel like it's yeah, fading. Like, so you, well, I, you've I, taken some blows to the head in hockey and stuff too, right? Like, like there's a lot to be said about that too. Yeah, but back then no one... Concussions weren't even. The well, I know that's why we need this stuff because nobody cared about concussions. You no smash your head; they're just like you got. No. The term was you got your bell rung. Get back out yeah. there, right? I mean, you, I remember going, man. I can't see out of this eye, all the time. Didn't know that was a concussion. <laughs> like I can't just, see out of my left yeah, eye. Yeah, it would just go blurry, right? Like, get back I out there. Never. Oh, okay, whatever. I got hit hard. That's fine. Oh man. Go away by the night. And you just. Yeah. Then you're just you fine. Headache sometimes, but, but then now at 43 years old, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Well, not you know? that bad. But <laughs> the nootropics can—they uh, are—they do help. I found it was just keep you sharper. I think so too, man. So, so. go to the uh, go to HQ's website. We—that was the un, uh, not even meant to be an ad for nootropics for <laughs> HQ Focus. Use code Tango15 there, friends. Of the website, our friends at Tango One Podcast, obviously. So welcome to Tango One Podcast today, everybody. You've already heard us chatting with my guy, uh, Tyler Sulier. Tyler's been a longtime friend. He's been uh, one of the first guys to, and his wife, Ashley, to join the garage gym when we first opened, yeah. like, in our actual storefront. Oh, yeah? You were, like, I think you were the first couple to come in. Yes, friend's a spinner, our original trainer. Yeah. Ty's a real estate entrepreneur. He also won the Canadian Real Estate Wealth, a real estate investor of the year award 2015. Uh, he's also, as my wife would call him, the male model and a ball hockey, exceptional <laughs> ball hockey player. <laughs> I was going to put that in the notes too. I'm like, oh, you had to know I was going to. no matter what, I guess. <laughs> so today, man, I want to talk to you about like, that, you know, just a lot of the things that you are like thinking different, living differently, uh, travel, health, yeah. investments, retirements, kind of see wherever it goes. Every time I sit down to talk to you, we always have a good uh, conversation. A lot in common. Yeah, so man, let's start yeah. right there. So where did the lot one of this, the Negronis? Let's introduce people in here. You're the person Should who I introduced know. me to these. I know they're popular nowadays, but what do we got in here? What's the, well, what's yeah. the mix? Campari, vermouth, and gin. That's it. And yeah, yeah. Simple. A little bit and sour, a little bit sweet. Yeah. It's a little a, bit it's bitter, a, I guess. It's a bitter. Sour. People don't like bitter. Some, so uh, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, I think it's so, not bad. So uh, it's, it's better than going and getting your girly drinks at the bar. Right. I mean, always, it does uh, look good, but it's uh, these cocktails are all the rage now, man. I, I don't know. I don't drink as much now, so I really enjoy actually making like a proper it's like a drink. Man, drink like with yeah. a Manhattan, oh, right? I think so. Versus like uh, rum and coke, but it's strong, so it, it hits you. Right, you after, just got after two of them. Gin is the one thing that like gets me fast, like faster <laughs> than most things. So we'll see how this podcast goes. I don't know why. Yeah, gin and vodka. I think yeah. it's like those clear ones that get me messed up. They're healthy. They're healthy. They're right. healthy, especially Gin's, when you throw Gin's the healthy one, right? Gin, vodka. Tequila. Tequila. Tequila's yeah. clear, though, and the tequila doesn't do the same thing to me. I love tequila. We had tequila the other night. You were, you were not a big fan of that. No, that was a good bottle we poured out, too. Too many shots. Too many shots yeah, as, a, as a young adult, yeah, young yeah, adolescent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's just a nice, simple drink. Ashley loves it. Yeah, that's... So part the battle right if you can have a drink like with yeah, your wife at night right she's like, like what do i want she started to get she got hooked on them so 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's okay, that's man. That's how that started. <laughs> that's how that <laughs> started. A strong drink. Yeah. Yeah, especially once you had the kids, right? It's like if the kid goes to bed, it's like have one nice stiff drink, maybe two, yeah, and then I start just, falling asleep on the yeah, couch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Long day. So. All right, man. Let's talk about this. So yeah. you started like even like before I knew you. So I, I, ever since I've known you, you've been into the real estate thing, and you I know yeah. you've really broadened your horizons since. We'll get into that, but. You, like, like, I did not know about you, or I know, but I don't know any details about it, so I'm looking forward to hearing this, is, like, years back, you had more of a traditional job. Yeah, and I did. You know, all these things. Like, let's talk about that. Like, what yeah, did yeah. you used to do? So, I worked at the family business. So, uh, you know, I went to school for business uh, in Northwood University of Michigan, and uh, when I came back, you know, you're just 24 years old, 23, like, what do you, what am I going to do? I offered, I applied for some jobs in the automotive industry, but it was always kind of, you know, I was going to join the family business one day, maybe take it over, right? So, uh, yeah, that was it. Kind of get my feet wet, started learning from the ropes from underneath my uncle, who's kind of like the president. I was like kind of like his admin. Him and my cousin were like the admin guys of the office. So uh, it was a kind of like that's what I always kind of learned what to do was just kind of, doing admin side and that meant sitting behind a desk <laughs> every day and doing what like crunching numbers crunching like? numbers uh you know payroll dealing with uh i was doing like logistics for a bit duties it was all just all paperwork right? right always sitting there behind a desk and uh what changed one day like two years in when they gave me my pension package and i still remember this and it was a cd-rom <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you put it in, and it would like, all right, if you put this much away every week from your paycheck, by 40 years from now, it'll be, here's, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars. And then you, you kind of can run, crunch, play around with the numbers. And I remember going, oh my God, like, I'm going to, I'm only, I'm going to have to work for 35, 40 more years to retire <laughs> with like a good amount of money to like travel the world. And, and, but that also meant, putting away like everything now to have that lifestyle when I'm older. Right, right, that meant saving everything. Now, so yeah. no life for 30 years right. and then retire and have a life. Yeah. And it was just like, and I was making good money. Like, you know, after bonuses, like close to almost six figures and it was just myself, like I didn't have a kid or, or a wife or anything, right? So I'm like, okay, I could, I could do it, but that's, uh, so it was kind of like a wake up call. I think, I don't know when I went home and I just started like, looking at different ways to make more income like literally down to like a buddy of mine I went to college with who was selling hot dogs on the beach in Myrtle Beach and, and he was making killing I'm like man should I open up a hot dog stand like you know as a side gig so uh, my first like big thing was like I me and my buddy started like an online um it's called skill sweep it was like an online professional like where you put in your what you're good at say like your carpenter or handyman and it was like a database where people would go and find oh whatever someone to cut your grass so that was like my first like in business that i started to try to like oh this could be the next uber or something right or, or airbnb like, uh, like uh what's that place Mo is it monster there's there's one some, of those ones that, there's yeah. some that actually I mean, very maybe, well yeah. like uh angie's list almost like okay. an angie's list so I, uh, the idea was great but it was like more money after more money to like get this bigger get and uh you know i something i never knew how to really grow so that was kind of a flop so there goes my oh i'm gonna get rich quick by being the next airbnb or something right so so then i started just researching and real estate kept coming up and it was just kind of a, a ebook that i downloaded that was about rent to owns and i was like this seems pretty simple you know you buy a house and then you rent it out for two years and then after two years they you know they buy it from you so that was kind of the big thing and I ended up going to like a conference about it and um, yeah, that was like eye-opener. I was like, oh, you could do very well investing in real estate, but I didn't know how. So I figured to learn the ropes, I'd become a realtor. So that's when I literally made a decision to quit my job, become a realtor, move to Toronto and try to grow the real estate game and then learn about investing. So how, like roughly how old are you? I was uh, 28. 
Okay? Yeah. And now you got to tell the family too. It's not just like yeah, that not was, just uh, like, like a regular secure job. It's the family. That was that was always like scary. Yeah. Uh, same for me, man. Yeah. So it was I mean, kind of people think of policing as policing, but for me, it was a family job. I didn't like, know that. Like my dad was there too, so it was like, oh, man, I didn't you know, know, like that's what my family knew. There yeah. So it's and me and you know, Danny. it was scary. They they were fine with it. They were like, yeah, that's fine. They they had sold the business, so they were kind of like, you know. It wasn't really going to be a family business anymore, right. so it made it a little easier. But it was still nerve wracking to go and walk into my uncle's office and hey, I'm I'm quitting. So, and uh, but it, you know what? It was I couldn't sit behind a desk for the rest of my life. There's no way. I'm like, there's got to be something else to have that lifestyle where I'm not working. Yeah, you know. I remember this. You, we had the same. We had this conversation a little while ago, or I, I put a post up and you commented something about it. it was like. Somebody told me like, "Hey, you know, thirteen more years to retirement. That's all you got to make." And I'm like, 13 years? I couldn't get that in." I was like, right? "Fucking these last eighteen years or seventeen years have been like, yeah, you know, they're they're wearing on me." Now you yeah. want me to go, you know, thirteen more years to have a retirement that's like, you know, it's good. Don't get me wrong, the right. post, you know, retirement plan. But like, there's also some, you know, your pension if something happens to me, right. You know that the money doesn't go to my family forever. Yeah. Right. Like there's there's no. something to be said for just those little things. And yeah. then you and I talked about because I know you're into traveling. Is like, yeah. It was it was said to me, and COVID's really made this real. Is like when you're young, you have, you know, all the health and not necessarily the means, like right. the money to travel, yeah, right? And then when you're about. older, you got the yeah, you got the means, but you don't have the health necessarily. Like this is the prime time. I know. And if we give that up, like, what do you? I know. What are you leaving here with? I know. Like you said, like yeah. when you're 65, you're going to travel the world. Yeah, Not that there's anything wrong with that, man. My parents are there, and I want right. them to travel the world too. But there's some, there's certain places that are going to be easier, things easier to do when you're, you know, you're healthier it's, and younger. And that's it's a balance, world. right? You got to. It's like how do you do both, right? And that's where you kind of look at, okay, what else? What else can I do, right? So there's got to be other options. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know what else I would, I would do. So when I learned about investing in real estate is maybe this could be a way to get that lifestyle so i didn't realize it was you like, were doing this in toronto you did real estate in toronto first so i just was a realtor for years up there oh how yeah was that? Hustle I, and bustle? I saw yeah i was hot but it was the best thing because it was legit cold calling and door knocking Yo. so i've never been in sales i've literally sat behind a desk and i didn't have to deal with employees or, or sell to anybody so that was like the first door i knocked on i, I thought i was gonna crap myself <laughs> like literally so you just go up to what somebody's house yeah you pick a neighborhood you call it your, far, your farm neighborhood and this is going to be your neighborhood and you're going to get your name out there with postcards and knocking on doors and i, I just stumbled all my words and you know what to say and people uh, see you coming and like lock oh yeah the lock, yeah yeah, yeah. They, so they, it, they, it, but it was like the trying to sell them religion or like the people that are like yeah, yeah get get cheaper gas you know your gas bills like have you ever had these guys they show up and they're like if you sign on with us we could save you 10 cents on your gas oh i've had it for like my properties locking down yeah so it was it was a great experience because like i came so when i did move back to windsor like and just having that experience of like not being afraid to talk to people yeah that's that's helped me tremendously now just having conversations with people right like strangers or trying to get business or like even in investing in real estate like trying to find partners to, to buy properties with, right? So, yeah, that was, uh, it was hard, but definitely worth it. Not something anyone does anymore, right? Like, they don't right. put in the work. Well, I think that everybody... Out of their comfort zone, too, right? I think everybody, like, it should be like a... I don't know if they could ever have a course in this, but communication, how important it is. But, yeah. like, we find that here, anybody who's working the service... I didn't work in the service industry. However, policing was a fucking service industry. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. like, Danny, like, working at Moxie's or staff yeah. worked at Moxie's and... <laughs> You know, like everybody's worked at bars and restaurants they're, that comes to work here. They're good. Yeah. They can talk. Kiwi, like, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they've all had this experience of like dealing with people from all right. areas of the world, you know, and irate <laughs> customers, good customers, cheap customers, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know, they kind of like, I feel like everybody should have to do that because like, communication, yeah. like, you used to talk about like growing your business and making sales, but even just like the little connections that come through the ability to communicate that. Mm-hmm lead to opportunities down the road that you might not even have known right it's just a it's such a different comfort level when you, you walk in you don't get taught that and not, no no i mean i did a public speaking class in in uh, college and that was like probably the closest i came and that would be should be a prerequisite i think because it yeah you're out of your comfort zone you have to talk to people talk in front of people 
Like the trainers here, like get up in front and talk to people is not easy. Yeah, I know. Like I, I've <laughs> right? been like undersold here is the, uh, yeah. the value of like people that have had to go on, have moved on to other jobs okay. from here is like what they learned here by having to speak to. And not just that, like when you were doing that, you were young. So you're not yeah. on like, you know, yeah, I was owns a house in Toronto. It's a million dollar yeah, home. I'm a kid. You still look like a kid, right? Like you knock on the door yeah. and you're like, hello, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, the same with the trainers here. They're 21. Like we yeah. have a new guy right now, Austin. He's 21 years old. Very true. And he's talking to a group of like older people. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy. Right. Like people who are like his mom and dad. And yeah. like, but that's a good experience. And that should be absolutely. like high school. Like, hey, you're going to go do this as a, um, what do you call that when you, not mentor, but. Yeah, like a co-op. Co-op, yeah, co-op. something like that. Yeah. Like yes. that should be. Anyways, it, and it helps, but like no one's taught that. Like especially now, everything's just text emails. Like you don't even talk to people anymore. I know that's, that could be a whole other discussion. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like it, that's a lost skill yes. that I think could help people out in the future. Just like nowadays, being an electrician or, or a plumber, those are like trades that people don't want to do. That and now they're like right. they're very good jobs to have. Absolutely. I mean, labor intensive. I mean, I found during COVID that like I was, I was kind of like at a loss because my strength was always like just get me in the door. Like okay. I was always, like just let me be in front of these people and I can like with trying to build the Tangle One part. Okay, you know it, it, we had the Rowathon, which was yeah, remember, remember it was huge, right? Yeah, and then that yeah, opened some doors for some opportunities and that business was starting to go. Okay. And then it was like no more was, in person stuff, yes. and I'm like, oh, in person's like what I do best, right? Like yeah. so, like I feel like that skill. Obviously, now you need to have that other skill, the tech skill, the all you that do. stuff. But like, I feel like good old communication and handshake and you know eye contact, all yeah. those great things are, you it's, know. It's, so anyway, let's real. get back to it. So you're both <laughs> in Toronto, yeah, and and what? So you're flunking out there? You're, you're just learning? Yeah, and, it was know, it was tough being away from the family, and and I'm for like Ashley, my so my. Well, she was with my girlfriend at the time. So we were, you know, it was hard on us. So we decided to move back. And, um, which was the best thing ever because it was like, my network is in Windsor. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, your network is your net worth type of thing. So for real estate, it was a good opportunity to kind of come back here and I could, you know, meet with friends and family and they they know I'm a realtor. So that got my foot in the door and actually make some income. I literally didn't make a penny for a year. So it was like all my money I had saved was kind of just going in uh, out the door, paying my cost and everything to live, right? So and learning, right? Like yeah, I'm learning. So I think um, you know I was doing conferences and like learning about investing real estate, but I hadn't like pulled the trigger. So yeah, there was like no income. So coming back, I made I started selling some homes, but this was 2013, and the recession was still just towards the end of it, right? Yeah, like it was. Windsor was still like, oh man, is it gonna drop again? That was still the what people were saying, and I couldn't sell properties. Like you couldn't give them away. It was like there was no multiple offers. There was no oh, like, yeah, like, like there was no yeah bidding wars. Like when it was Danny just, and I first made the decision to go. Yeah, to, we had we got together. We each had our own houses. She had one in like the uh, you know Tecumseh Gladstone area. Okay, and we made the decision that we're gonna move strictly into my house okay we're in two houses we're living yeah. in one for two weeks one in the other right so we're gonna sell and i mean i think we we had one offer come in yeah and it was After like what like we're months? taking like yeah like <laughs> and we're taking like a she was taking i mean obviously we were together at that point but yeah. like it was still it was her that was like right. cut off was like and it was like a twenty thousand dollar loss and we actually like jumped at the opportunity to, to take it i know right it was like now i'm like oh my i uh, kicked myself in the ass for leaving that house yeah. right like but at you the end of the know. day like yeah you don't know but it's that's it's, i think people who are listening to this if they're not in our age bracket they don't remember that no i mean i just that was my first like i didn't even know windsor's market was that bad yeah like i was like oh my god you can't sell a home here so yeah, whereas in, and it, but that was like the mindset for everything, even in Toronto. So we had, so I had, I had a house in Windsor that I was trying to sell the whole time I was in Toronto. I couldn't sell it. <laughs> like, unless I took a huge loss. Right. So, cause it was like a house that I had built, one of like, just like a little like, um, you know, uh, standard home in uh, South Windsor. So I had that house. I had bought the condo in Toronto, bought it. So I was literally like leveraged to the nines and, uh, and everyone's saying like the market's gonna crash. So I, you know, I moved back to Windsor. I need capital to just have some money. So I sell my condo again at a loss because they're telling me condos are gonna crash. 
and uh, so I keep taking losses on on my homes, and then and nothing's selling. So I trying to like make money too by selling homes, get a commission check. So finally, I just you know I had sold my condo in Toronto, and I was like, well, why not buy something here? So when the property that I was trying to sell for a client, I was like, I'll buy it, forty eight thousand for a duplex. Oh my god! Yeah. And it needed like 30 grand in work. So I just uh, hired a contractor and I, I flipped it. I was like, oh, wow, this is, it almost seems too easy, but like there was a lot of headaches. It was on, on Windsor Ave and Wyandotte. So Especially I remember, uh, that, was a, that was a rough neighborhood. Yeah, it was a rough neighborhood. And I, I went there a couple of nights just to like get some work done myself. Cause like there was like stuff that the contract hadn't done and it was sold and the realtors calling screaming at me like hey this this needs to be fixed and uh, i would go there at night like there's no lights on right <laughs> like it's just like uh it's a rough you know the area oh yeah I'm so i was scared like, and i'm sitting there like painting this wall at like 10 o'clock at night trying to get it ready and i'm, I'm like just checking my shoulder walk up to my car at night so uh but that was what i learned was it just all about the numbers like I thought real estate was like this you know like Donald Trump I remember like googling like how to invest in real estate and there's like software packages that were coming up on my uh, on my feed like you know two thousand dollars to buy this software package that will help you analyze real estate but all it was was like a mentor of mine kind of just showing me like you know here's what you buy it for here's what you renovate it for here's what you sell for there's your profit I was like oh that's actually not that hard yeah. So it was just kind of like, it's all about the numbers. I'm like, okay. So like, I'm not a handy guy at all, but I understand numbers. I like numbers. I like Excel. And that was just like, okay, I can do this. And that was why, it, that's how it started really in buying real estate. So just kind of got my, uh, did right. well and just kept building it from there. So what you, what I love about you and, and you're always like this, and it feels like you're like this and everything. And my, so when we sold that house that we talked about taking that loss on, yeah. We knew we could rent in that neighborhood. And with me, like, at that time, that's where I think I've shifted my brain. And okay. I know you're always like, this is like, I saw all the negatives that would come with owning, like, especially in that time, you weren't, you weren't going to be renting to, like, allow you no. renting to people like us. Like, right. then that neighborhood was not renting to, it was renting to a lot of my old police customers. Like, okay. So, yeah, yeah, right? no, I know that. And anyway. all, I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> all I was seeing was the headaches, yeah. the, like, this and that. Yep. I did not look at the opportunities and the possibilities. And mm -hmm. I know like now you're the guy and you, I mean, now I'm more that guy, but I feel right. like as long as I've known you, you're the guy who like, you're like, yeah, there's this, this, and this negative, but you like really highlight the positives in every aspect yeah. of your life, which is like, I think I, just a great mindset. It's just a way more free, a free way of living too, like in your heart. Like, yeah. Right. Not to see the darkness and everything, but it's hard not to. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and that comes with experience, right? Like you, you have to go through it to learn from it to like, and we talked about this the other night, like the risk tolerance kind of thing. Like, okay, I've done that before. That's a bad tenant. doesn't even phase me anymore, right? Like you've right. done it just like your, you know, any job you had or even growing your business here. Like right. at first it's scary. You're like, oh my God, like I might be able to do this. And then you go through it once and now you've got the experience. Hence why it's helped you grow right, your even, other business now. Because yeah. uh, you can share that. And so no, it's, it's not. Even letting the one the one out of a hundred customers that comes in here that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like really affect you so much more than like the 99 that right. are like going great, right? Like yeah. it's the same thing. So Yeah, it's, it is. But you, you can't be scared of that, taking a risk, like going through the headaches. Like, yeah, there's negatives, but yeah, focus on the positives, right? Yeah. And that was, uh, but I, and I get it. So like before I even bought my first rental, I was like, like you just said, tenants. I don't want tenants. So I flipped my first two properties. And uh, and then a friend's like, hey, why don't you refinance one of those? And I was like, well, I need the money. He's like, you'll, you'll get the money. They'll refinance it at this value. I didn't even know what a refinance was. Like, I'm, I was that green to real estate. Like, I had no upbringing on any of this, even like with a business background. I didn't even know what a, a mortgage was really, right? So it was, it was kind of like, okay, what's refinance mean? And uh, so that was one issue. And the other was like, tenants and I'm like oh, I really don't want tenants right like they're terrible right that's all everyone ever said but to grow like my portfolio and grow the wealth it was like you need to keep these properties so yeah it was kind of like well, let's focus on the positives and okay long term this is going to be a, an asset that I'll own free and clear one day and I just got to deal with tenants that you know could be headaches but eventually you know you find good people and all good renters and 
minimize those headaches, right? It's all about just minimizing any headache, right? right. So, so that you can have no headaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal, right? I mean, there's always going to be some, but like you learn, right? So that was kind of what led me to start buying more property. So that first year, 2014, I bought my first one, ended 2013. I bought like 13 properties in one year. And it was all just through either flipping or refinancing them uh, and just using lots of debt. <laughs> like I went to like all my banks and I had lines of credits open just just to kind of like have extra capital. Just, I don't even know what made me do it, honestly. Like I just went to like BMO, um, CIBC, TD. I had like, I had friends that say work there and I'd be like, hey, can you get me a line of credit? Yeah, come on in, we'll get you one. And uh yeah, and, I, and my previous T4 showed I had income, so it kind of helped right. show that I had an income. Even right. though as a realtor, you don't really have much of an income. So, so like it was like luckily that I had opened those all up at that time because then it was allowed me to like kept buying more properties. Mind you, carrying you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt was was very scary <laughs> when you're trying to like buy more properties and you're sitting there going, oh my god, like I don't know how I'm gonna pay this contractor. Or, uh, or, or unless I sell this property. So like a lot of that first year was just learning and losing. Like I remember I like, I gotta sell this fourplex or I'm not gonna be able to like, you know, put food on the table kind of thing, right? right. So it, it, there was a lot of like learning how to just cash is king and, and like tracking my, my numbers to make sure that I always have money in the bank, literally. So it was, uh, it was a busy year, but it like taught me to continue you know, make sure I have cash flow and yeah, jump uh, so, in or drown. Right. Like, that's yeah. Kind of so, uh, and that's why now like, I'm like, I, I just love numbers and I'll just, like I told you, like I projected out till I was like 90 years old. On, <laughs> I like budgeted my whole life. Literally. Like I have a literally a Excel tab for every year and how much money I'll like make and, or not. How long make. did that take you? Oh, I, I, I just always like, <laughs> it took a good three, four months to build it. Yeah, because you're just literally with an Excel spreadsheet and everything's like formulated. Right. I have thousands of spreadsheets. Yeah, I, that's like literally one of my hobbies. Like, I'll just go one on of my, my hobbies. I'll just go on my office at night around like nine o'clock. The kid goes to bed. I'll go shower. Eight thirty. I go shower. I get up and I ask like, "Where are you gonna go and go formulate?" She'll say, and I'll just <laughs> go sit in my office for an hour and just I don't know, like like, like hey, here's an investment. Like, okay, like what so if I? Yeah, and just start plugging in numbers and see you know what's the best way to like yeah make make more money on this sense really right like oh here's an investment opportunity well if it makes me you know say investing in like a promissory note or something at like 15 percent oh okay this is a good way to like generate some income or do i buy a property and um you know make no money for five years but then in five years i can refinance get that money back and i have an asset like i, I just play around with just different different investments and what would be the best return and, and it'll just like plug in and like calculate everything to see if i have the the excitement the, the on money your face as you <laughs> i talk love it these things oh i love it <laughs> more excited <laughs> it's like, i'd sit there all night if i could but it's like okay i gotta i, gotta just, I, just, I just love it i'll just like analyze real estate properties like is this a good investment and then you see what the numbers are and and it's just nice because people don't tell you how to plan for the future for your wealth or other than, oh, you'll have a pension one day or you'll have a million dollars in the bank. Okay, but like, how do you get there, right? So yeah, the I had a, an advisor once like, hey, I'll take your portfolio, I'll make you 8%. But my goal is always like, well, how do I, you know, show me how to like retire early and all they ever say is like, oh, we'll make you 8% or 10%. Like, you know, they don't, they don't guide you these advisors. Right. So I just did it. I learned on my own how to build my own like template. And yeah, I, and I've, like, I've literally tried to sell it to people. <laughs> and you're like making your app. Like I think people like we all label these things as assets, right? Like your home. Like everybody tells you your home's your asset, but like if it's not really it's making you money, it's, it's not, not exactly an asset. It's like all yeah, I do yeah. is pay into this thing. Then it's mm -hmm. like. Yes, it has value, but it doesn't have value unless I sell it and I need home. somewhere to live. Yeah. Right. So how can you make it an asset? You need to turn that thing into a thing, something that generates money. And I think that was like a big switch for yeah. me. It's like you know, I always like, I'm like, I got a, you know, this many, you know, dollars in assets. <laughs> but fucking no, I have this many dollars in 
things I'm paying for, yeah. like that I need, like a car, you want or, that uh, passive you know, income. You know, yeah, yeah. Which but, has made all the difference in the world during through COVID was that mm-hmm. diversification, and now you've even started to transfer out of like just real estate, right? Like, you're oh, like, I doing some crazy things. I like, jumped. From, yeah, I jumped a four or five years ago into like diversifying really right like all my real estate was in Windsor so I was like right. well what else is out there like the world's huge and uh, I started looking more in international real estate so that kind of just like just researching different countries and and the markets there and you know what's another economy that might be worth investing in right just to like well you know if, if something happens here well it won't it might not affect like another country as much as here so that was always kind of I don't know why it became a goal of mine but it was like probably a smart thing to do just to kind of venture away from just one city one market because <laughs> right. Windsor crashed before yeah, yeah right yeah, so yeah. it was Very like crash again yeah right so now I mean we're talking like Central South America yeah yeah, we're, yeah. you and I got a trip booked. yeah I know I know we got to get I'm down on a security <laughs> yeah Colombia <laughs> so I ventured to Colombia as much as research I did on international Colombia just kept coming back as like the best market to invest in and, and everyone is always like first thing everyone says oh you're going down there to co- cocaine Pablo. cartels right yeah. i'm like that was like 30 years ago right like colombia is turned its corner it's like a grown economy i think it was I'm one of the fastest you. growing economies in the world last year was it really i'm telling you of all yeah. the places i've traveled i've done a lot of central south america danny and i have told you this for people who are listening yeah colombia unbelievable yeah I'm sure there's still some certain parts in the sure. middle of the country that you I mean, but what's the difference Every... if you, you go to Florida? You like, you and I have been to Florida yeah. many times. There's parts of Florida that you sh- probably should not go to, right? No. Like, like that no. exists everywhere you go. So, I, but people like when you're thinking South America, and you think of Pablo and, you know, what would they call him El uh, El Chapo? Uh, no, that's El Chapo. Uh, oh, no, El Chapo's in Mexico. Is Pablo Escobar? I don't know what they call oh, him. The boss. It's the Spanish word for boss. Oh, it's all, like on all the T-shirts there. I can't even think. Anyways. Of yeah. Um, you know, they thinking of that, but that country, I had the best time there and was treated amazing. Same in Brazil, Panama, where I know you're involved. Yeah, with. Like, I've I've walked the streets of these countries yeah. with a backpack and a blonde girl, like, you know, right. that's wearing like short shorts <laughs> and a tank top, like, and yeah. we're fine. You know, like, and you still need to have your head on a swivel just like you should everywhere, but. Everywhere, exactly. Right. Yeah. But you're, not everyone out there is the bad. Right, like, exactly. I, I, people are just setting their mindset of, yeah, like certain areas or certain places, and hence why a lot of people don't travel either, right? Like it's it's and it is scary, like traveling to other countries. Yeah, people get comfortable, they like the normal life. Yeah, I mean, getting out of the car, and not being able to speak the language, or it's, like, it's you know, scary, right? Get directions, or you feel like people are taking advantage of you, but like, yeah, you've traveled so many places, and the the reality of you know from my police history is like. One percent of the world is criminals, right? Right. I know, right? And less than one percent of that one percent. <laughs> I mean, less than one, less than that of that one percent are actually violent criminals, right? Yeah, so most are petty, petty thefts, right? Yeah. And you're looking at who are looking to take advantage of situations. So one, if you don't put yourself in a situation to be taken advantage of, right? You know, like the the opportunity of being, yeah, it, like subject to a violent crime as a random person yeah. exists anywhere, yeah. anytime. And usually traveling, I'm not really worried about being. Yeah, the crime. It's more just the awkwardness of, I can't speak this language. I don't know where I'm going. It's scary, right? Like, you're literally standing in a subway and you can't read yeah. the signs on the subway and you have no idea where you're Like, it's freaky, right? Yeah. Like, and then you just get off at a subway and luckily we have Google Maps, but first yes. time I went to Tokyo, I literally was the tourist with three maps in my hand trying <laughs> to, like, you probably did the same thing. Like, it's scary, but, you know, those life experiences, like, help yeah for get sure get you out of your comfort zone for for anything really right like it just translate you don't know it's translating and helping you but like that that stuff helps when you come back and you know buy invest in real estate or or take a risk on another investment right like so right you gotta do your homework on like anything you don't just dive in but uh yeah so top top place you've traveled barcelona barcelona love it yeah my, my, my uncle just got back from spain and they're like yeah, we we've, can't we've, stop talking we've, about it. Yeah, we we uh, did a three week like the whole salt in Spain, like drove around Spain, and you're like I like you're scared. You're like, well, what's outside of Barcelona? Like, all you know is well, it's it's not 
it's Europe. Like it could be poor, and it, it's like driving the four hundred one, the highways. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Yeah, like, Brazil is like it was. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, oh my god, like, Brazil. I'm like, yeah, you yeah, just looks, don't looks just know. Just like a nicer version of the four hundred one. Yeah, you know? so like, oh, this is nice, and yeah, so Barcelona, hundred percent. Yeah, live there. Like I, I get real estate emails still from there. Oh yeah, so I that's, just, that's like like the one goal is to have a property there. So uh, Colombia, I got one, even though I've never even been there. That was just more an investment, like just to get kind of, uh, you know, the experience of buying in, in another country was like a nightmare. Like especially Colombia was like just lawyers, accountants, all these like getting the money into the country is like a headache. You have to really like a brokerage account. You have to like send literally like every piece of document you ever have, fingerprints. Yeah. It, they're very strict on getting money into the country. Because well, that makes you feel better though about investing. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, if you're just... The guy's like, hey, just email me, <laughs> you know, email me a hundred grand. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It'll be fine. So that, that yeah. was, uh, that was a very good learning experience and it's a headache to deal with that. Like, I get it. Like it's anything hard is, you know, you don't, people don't want to do it. Right. So it's, what's, what's that saying? Like, yeah, there's a saying out there that I can't think of it right now, but the, if it's, well, if, ever, if it wasn't, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, and I even say that about yeah. travel. I'm like every place worth going you should have to take more than one mode like you should take more than one airplane to get there you know that's what cool. i mean <laughs> that's like, cool <laughs> you, you know like i think I, I like to fly in you know we fly into like panama then you take a bus then you take a car then you do this like i that's love cool. that kind of travel and i know you do too oh i do what are some of these other like things that you've really started to branch out you're like when i like you yeah, tell me stuff you're like oh i invest i'm like what like so i don't even know how you hear about these things the it's first like, investment my first international investment was a truffle farm in Spain, <laughs> legit, and it was just uh, what the fuck is a truffle? Anyway, is it like a flower? Like, like a, a mushroom? Truffle it's oil. in the ground. Everybody yeah. I want this weekend. So like, oil. if you if you Google it, like pigs are usually what would find truffles. Okay, but the pigs would eat them. So now the like this this uh, farmer, I guess you would call him developer of the truffle farm in Spain. They use dogs, and he's like you know come up with a better way to like grow the truffles faster. So like you know you. You get a lot of information on these type of investments, but like, it's all on you to finally say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this or, or I'm not, right? And, and the, you know, you look at the potential returns and then you, you obviously weigh the risk. Like, it could be a flop and you're out a lot of money or you could do really well and this is like, you know, on your path to retiring earlier or retiring with a better, you know, better life, right? When you're, so that was kind of how I weigh it. Like, you just... You can only do so much due diligence before you finally just, just trust your gut. Go the toilet, yeah, right. So, so that was like a big, a big investment for me. But, um, and that was only able to like venture outside of that through through real estate, really, right? Like, because it was like real estate did really well as the properties appreciated. I was refinancing, but I didn't want to keep plowing money back into real estate. Like, I was like, oh, I'd like to just see if I have another way to generate a passive income than just real estate. So that kind of was an, something that caught my eye, talked to other people that had done it, talked to the actual like president of the of the company. And uh, yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna wire you this much money. And, uh, and it takes a couple of years for the truffles to actually grow. So uh, yeah, so I wanna get over there, but then COVID hit, so I haven't been able even to like go and see my trees. So are they like, <laughs> are they, what are they flourishing now? Like, what is it? So what I think like called? by year three is when they, they actually start to bloom, I guess. I, yeah. There's a lot, there was a lot of science behind it, it's but cool. like all I care about is like the income and the numbers. Right. right. So, so I think this year I should finally receive like a check, but it's like a turnkey like investment. So they, they farm it. They, they have, they sell it, they distribute it. Like I don't, I'm not a farmer. Like I right. don't do, I'm just, I've always been trying to be like very hands off of any, investment that I do that's always was my goal like can I do this from Florida or backpacking or anything where all I need is a phone right so everything I've ever tried to do like was just try to be hands-off so I could just do it from anywhere so so that was why this kind of intrigued me right like I don't have to get in the farming business but I could venture outside of real estate and invest and I would like to see Tyler on the farm that would be a good like YouTube series farm, no. that would be a no, good YouTube series no, you're like digging no. up the truffles well, you been, and Ashley? My family's from Europe. We were, we were on farms. We were on no, farms. I, I, no, Can't see. Not, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. I'm not gonna... 
<laughs> oh no, man. No. So uh, that was the first, yeah, big investment that I did. Yeah, so you've like obviously you've done a ton of like learning and reading. You're always reading. You're always telling me like you're always actually sending me articles about stuff. And you're one of the few people who always answers my newsletter. I appreciate that. Sometimes, so yeah. You're yeah, like, I can't all. You're like good one. <laughs> good one. I appreciate that. Yeah. One. So I always like that, but I know how it feels on the other end when no one responds to you. Yeah. So, but you know, I, all you see is the unsubscribes on Mailchimp. I hate those motherfuckers. Make me crazy. I'm like, this guy unsubscribed. What do you unsubscribe for? It, it sucks. Especially when I know, I'm like, I'm like, you need this article that I just wrote. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you, you know, right? Blast email, man. You need blast. Bro, the unsubscribes are bad, and then like, like comments on Facebook. Right. They get you. Yeah. Yeah, like you try not to let it get to you. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've had a lot. I'm like, good, I only yeah. had a I only had a, about a year of that life on social media and that's yeah. that was that was hard, man. Yeah. So I I didn't have social to you. media until this gym and then now having it, it's right. like and then especially now I've really kind of put myself out there with yeah, a lot of do. stuff too. So like you it's know, hard, man. When you put something that's super emotional to you, you're gonna always spark something that's very emotional that's on true. The good or the bad yeah, yes. with other people, right? And like generally, it's the bad that say something. Yeah. Like you know, it's just like yeah. customer service. You you got 150 people that love the place. A couple tell you that, yeah. but like the people that don't, oh man, do they tell you? Right? It's the same thing on Facebook, it's hard, and Instagram. Man. That's it's not easy to like take that criticism. Yeah, like, and then in the terms of sales, like with the Mailchimp and the mailing yeah. list and that, it's like you just got to tell yourself it's like that one person that you help that you're talking to. It's not. Yeah, that's a good it's point. Not the that know, is true. People that yeah, don't want to listen to you, then like unsubscribe. That's fine. Like, but maybe that one person. Yeah, reaches you make back it sound like it's so easy. Just roll off your shoulder, but it's it but gets it's, easier. It got, you got to say right when you first start knocking. You're trying doors, to help people, like, yeah. You know, and like the people that reject you at the start. Yeah, I guess yeah, you, you have to tell yourself you're, you're just trying to help people. And right. If they don't want to listen, you're right. But it's 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 not easier said than done right true very true <laughs> it's still a weakness of mine is like not let that go and you're like burning oh, yeah. inside about it like you know that takes, one it, it takes about an about. hour to like get over it yeah and then you you know something else but it's not easy like you got to think that's all that's hard for a lot of people like they don't want to put themselves out there they don't want the criticism like they just right yeah like, it's scary <laughs> yeah social media is yeah it makes it very easy to to criticize these days though yeah so you're saying like about thinking differently, living differently, and you are doing it. How are, what is like, you know, as a father now, like how do yeah, you, yeah. how do you see yourself implementing this? Like think differently, live differently. Trying to. Yeah, get an education. Like my yeah. hardship right now is like the, like I do want them to think and live differently. And I think they are doing it. We're doing a good job of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, at some point you probably need that stamp, that like piece of paper that goes on your wall, which I don't have. Yeah. But like that, that yeah. degree or whatever it is. Do you like, think so? I don't know. I don't know. What's your? Know. What do you think? Are you, I think I mean, we're getting away from that, that stamp. Enough. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk is hiring people without even you know degrees these days, right? So like he's he sees you don't need that stamp. I mean, I went to grad school. You know, I, I always attributed school now as like working out, right? It's just kind of like keeping your mind in shape. Are you applying everything you learned? No, not at all, right? It's just yeah, like zero. So I, I don't think school is like bad for you. Like it's good to, I think you should be doing something. Is it school sitting at a desk? No, I don't think it has to be, right? Like it could be traveling the world or homeschooling your kids, right? Like as long as they're learning, right? That's the way I see it. Right. Just like working out. Like if you stop working out. Right. It doesn't have to be in a gym. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be in a gym. Just do something, right? Just so, so yeah, I think. It's frown. It's it's just such a norm that everyone, like as a like a, yeah as a father, like you put your kid in school and they're gonna play the sports in the same city and, and that's what everyone's done. Like not everyone, but like that's just what yes, but that is most, that's the what majority does. And yeah, it's just my most best experiences were traveling and and just seeing what else is out there in the world, right? And it just opens your eyes up and then uh, reading. Like, right? Like, just... Yeah. Like, now you have podcasts, you have YouTube, like, you just... You talk to some people, and they're, they're like, you can learn anything on YouTube nowadays. Like, you, you start to wonder, like, is it really gonna... Are people gonna go to school? Like... Oh, dude, that Mike DeFazio <laughs> kid, that Herb that we've had in here... I call him kid, he's like 20, he's like 28, but... He's like, yeah, but, like, <laughs> but, dude, this guy's like, you know, he... He's got all these properties he's doing so often. Yeah. Literally, everything he learned is off of YouTube. That, that's... I mean, you... 
it, like him in books too but yeah. like it like youtube is the prime like teacher yeah. of him and like and then youtube led him to these books and it's it's pretty crazy to hear him talk and i'm like wow man this is like a world that that i didn't really know existed yeah and it's, it's it's changing right i mean there's just so much more information back when you and i were in school you went to the library yeah <laughs> right like facebook just came out when i was uh, a junior in college yeah like the like internet google like that was not how we like studied it was like old school so now you have so much more information like your kids are going to grow up with this and i i don't i think i would love to still send my kid to school but why can't i send them to school in china right why does he got to go to university of windsor because i live in windsor right maybe not china it wasn't china the one country that you said that you don't want to go no but i'm just saying like (laughs) when i was in school i had a chance to backpack or like go to do a term in china yeah and i and i didn't do it because it just was like oh my god that's like scary right and you know my family they weren't big travelers so they never really like pushed me like you don't want to push your kid i get it but you maybe give them a little like tap a little nudge like hey like that's a really good opportunity and with my experiences now i would say you you should do this like go learn another culture learn another language right like so that's kind of why i'm starting to like with just the experiences we've had in, in life and traveling and reading and yeah like give that opportunity to your kid and Right. Open like just another avenue. Like I never knew when I went away to school. Like that wasn't even on my mind ever. Like my parents, like last minute, were like, "Well, why don't you go to this school in the states? They have a good automotive program." Okay, like unless someone tells you something, you you wouldn't do it. So right. now I think, yeah, there's so much more opportunity that there's gonna be a lot different ways to learn. So as a as a father, like yeah, I don't know. Like there's gonna be so many opportunities maybe you have to like rein your kid in yeah right i I think it's about exposing them to just as many things like i know like for me the traveling was like my parents we traveled all around north america we drove everywhere oh yeah but like when we would go somewhere and we'd stay in a campground or a hotel i'd like see the mountain and i'm like i want to (laughs) go climb that you know what i mean and then when i started traveling i started getting outside and going to like mexico to the all-inclusive that's cool yeah you know for me it was like like, all right, this is cool. This has been fun for a but that's day or two. It. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, like, I agree. What's around the corner there? You know, yeah. and like, get but outside. I, have... I mean, remember Cuba? I, yeah. I get to Cuba and I'm just like, I'm in. I, I was booked to this resort for two weeks, and I end up like leaving after two days really? and just backpacking <laughs> Cuba for like the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Right? People are like, "Are you insane?" Right? And then I'm like, you "Did that was, on I your own?" That was like two thousand, and then after that, I was like, "Never a resort again." Like, did you do that on your own? Yeah. That's well, I had cool. a like a girlfriend at the time okay. with me, but like. You know, it was that's it. We just took off, and like I've never really gone back to the resort. Now, like I hear people I say you're going to all inclusives, and I'm like, you know what? I I, I appreciate They're the fun. beach. It's beautiful. There's there's drinks and all these things. Yeah. However, like you don't, other than like the language people are speaking to you. Yeah. You don't really know in the theme night. You don't really know where you are. <laughs> no. Because you could just be planted in Jamaica, Mexico, yeah. that right. They're all like, the same. When you get out of those I resorts know. and you go see those countries. You'll never want to be back in a resort because you're actually like living the culture and, and the food and like yeah you know the real the real yeah. like you know it's like i, I know i 100 like, oh, what do you mean you don't drink corona here in this yeah. country i can't believe that they're like no <laughs> nobody drinks that shit, right like you know like yeah but like if you if you've never had those experiences you maybe wouldn't pass those on to your kids either right right exactly so i never had those experiences ever it was always resorts yeah so when i think yeah with with my wife now it was like we just Let's not go to resort. Let's right. Go to I think Barcelona was the first, and just I was like this never went back to resort. And kind of how I've seen with my kids being homeschooled is that that same that like if we can make a metaphor between traveling to a resort and wanting to see what was around it, right? Like being at the base camp of a mountain and wanting to hike the trail. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. For me, is like with, with these kids in yeah. school, like in their homeschooling, it's like introduce them to this little subject. Okay. And then watch how they want to like find out what's on the other side. Okay. Like they're like, yeah. oh, planets. Or you saw my kid with the countries, right? Oh, no, that was crazy. He like he drew eighty <laughs> countries sick. on flags for Tyler. Yeah. Tyler's over and he, he like quizzed them and he's like knows. <laughs> I thought he had it written on the back, but he literally no, no, knows he every country's flag. So like that came from just like we're talking about maps and different flags from okay. the Olympics. Okay. Oh, and then okay. it's like then he's just like, where can I go with this, yeah. right? So you introduce your kid, you know, you don't introduce Caster to something, and it's like watch him just or he's like that's boring 
Right, because like, like I felt like class, when I was in school, it's... it was like they'd hand me something. You're like, that's boring. Yeah, but I have to keep going on it, and, and I'd just be like learning nothing and dead to it. Yeah. Whereas like when we put those subjects in front of them now at homeschooling, that's boring. Okay, we pass that on. Like, let's find something that's yeah. gonna light your fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool to see, man. That was that was really neat, and that's like your geography class in high school. I hated it. Yeah. But like, that was fun. I'm playing with your kid, and I'm like. This is actually fun. Give me another flag. Yeah, <laughs> and it's weird, but you like like I was always like history was always one of my favorite ones, oh, yeah? which was weird because it doesn't seem like that would be. But you know, history is neat. Yeah. Like when you travel to other countries, you like yeah. want to learn more about the country. Yeah, even in Niagara yeah. this weekend, uh, Niagara on the lake, there it was like you know the War of eighteen twelve was there, and they oh, burned yeah. down that whole town into like. Like you're like reading these. I'm That's like I find myself like I'm reading the plaques, <laughs> and, the and plaques. now I'm like in my room googling this shit. And I'm like, what the, what's happening to me? I'm like, so you're the old guy reading the plaques. I am. I am. I'm just the only difference between me and my dad is the neck tattoo. I think. Pretty much, yeah. That's too funny. I I found myself doing the same thing. So that's why we get along. We're always very similar mindsets these days. Like just, yeah. Uh, that's that's why I like it. So when it comes to like education, you talked about you know YouTube and courses and stuff book recommendation for anybody listening like if they wanted to kind of like grow their mindset or or anything that kind of just sparked you or would spark me yeah the best one was always i mean it's more health related was bulletproof i mean i until i read that book i didn't realize i didn't really take good care of myself right you gotta be healthy so uh reading that book with my eyes up to like everything from like vitamins to sleep to uh, well exercise obviously i've always worked out but like that was, uh, I think I'm a Nazi when it comes to sleep nowadays. Like, that is, like, so important. Like, the aura ring, right? I was telling you about that. Yes. Yeah. Get one of these, and I, I wish I had something like this or even just knew how to be better 15 years ago, right? Like, even just playing hockey. Like, you finish a hockey game, you usually go out drinking. Like, yeah. we did not take care of ourselves, right? So, now, as I got older, working it's like mental clarity like how can i be smarter right so it's basically yeah taking care of yourself more and i found like sleep like last night i you know had a late night and i could just feel it like I'm late not, night how late 11 o'clock i know <laughs> i know when i say late oh, night like i was at potato you know what I mean? and i'm like oh i was a late night i was, like, at, I was home in bed at 11 but like, if you're on a routine <laughs> yes. you're, you're like getting your two hours of deep sleep like i feel Huge like a million bucks. Like I don't need a a, caf- a coffee. Huge difference, man. Right? I'm telling you, when I uh, I get up most days at like four ish, oh you know, God. and uh, <laughs> the difference between going to bed at nine and going to bed at ten, yeah, is much more significant yeah. than an hour. Yeah, I know. And it, it has to do with that deep quality Cir- of sleep, circadian rhythm, right? All that stuff, circadian I know. rhythm, and like you know, when I'm coming in here at four after getting going to bed at ten or ten thirty, yeah. it's like I am like dying for coffee yep. like i'm having trouble focusing on like you know all i do is count reps for a living right but like yeah. i'm having trouble doing You're that like one focused. part of my job yeah. whereas like that one extra hour of sleep is, is yeah i've tried to preach to a couple people all the sleep thing and everyone's like so even having a drink like yeah. i don't have drinks that like unless you know saturday night maybe like yeah well no one doesn't affect me i'm like it affects you it like, does. your heart rate goes through the roof it does you don't get that deep sleep you still you might have like everyone thinks you'll drink, you'll sleep better, but you don't. No, so, don't. so I don't know. That's that was always kind of like a wake up call when I after I read that book was like I, I need to start like looking at more than just going to the gym. Like right. there's other aspects of like life, and then just trying to have that edge on people. I mean, everyone you're almost in competition with everybody, right? Like, what can you do to get a leg up on people? Read, be healthier. Yeah, it's, um, it's like about adding like good habits at yeah. this point in my life, like. Don't just get rid of bad ones and replace them with a good one. Yeah. And like for me, it's like those little things: sleep, reading. Yeah. Because those like check more than one box. Right. Like when you're reading, like you're bettering yourself, but you're also like checking out of this world mm-hmm. for a little bit and off the digital. And like you know, it's not always self growth books for me anymore. It's like no. I'm actually I find myself reading about things that I used to read about, which was like adventure, like you know, like. <laughs> Which gets now sparks me to like want to go and hike and okay. do these things. That's right. You're, yeah. Right where it's like. And what does that do? When that sparks mind, me right? to want to do that, yeah, that yeah. sparks me to really want to focus on yeah. the business and on this, so I can have yeah. the funds to do that. It's, it's it's cyclical. And then going outside is another big one. Yeah. Getting outside in that sun and yeah, getting oh vitamin D. Yeah, We're kicking huge booze. On kicking booze, man. I am like it. It 
like this is a rare occasion no, I know. in the middle of the day yeah, these yeah, days yeah. and and even like on a Saturday night, I might have a couple of drinks these days, but very rarely yeah. will I get like how we used to get. No, I, I know because it sets you back. So yeah. uh, sets and, me back for days. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're big on the vitamin D. I've got the I got the infrared lights in the in a in a room that I'll I'll do that every day. Yeah. The juve. That's a nice. yeah. I want to get a sauna. I've seen yeah. infrared sauna was next on my list. So so yeah, just the health map aspect of it, and just yeah, educating yourself like. I figure I, I, I said this like a long time about the business. I'm like, hey, what's everyone doing after five o'clock when they're done work? Like most people just watch TV, right? When I was working my full time job, I went home and I was writing business plans. <laughs> I remember texting Ashley. We were just started dating on a Friday night, and she was downtown, and I was writing a business plan to open a bar because <laughs> that was one of my dreams. Literally, I still have the business plan. Really? Yeah, it was going to be called Straight Up. That was my first failed business. Was yeah? Yeah. I never did it, but... Ugh. Big mistake. Big Where mistake. Where was this? It's called the Well House. It was the old uh, lefties when it was on yeah. Chatham. Yeah. yeah oh, I bought Chatham. into that place, and uh, that did not work no, out well. But it was a good experience. Yeah. I learned tons from yeah, it. Honestly, exactly. that, that's helped me for this. You have to fail, right? Yeah, you have to fail, and you have to learn. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, there's some things that could have yeah. gone differently there. and there's You learn every experience, like... Right, and you have to take your, you know take ownership of your part of that yeah. like nobody forced me to make that investment yeah. so like to like blame another investor or partner is not the no. right like you made the decision to go in there yeah and you know what could you have done better and i, I think that's helped me huge on there so glad i stand out of the bar industry though. yeah i'm glad i didn't get into it because yeah. all i remember was seems way cooler until you're in there and yeah. it was sure it was cool the first opening night yeah slinging drinks and like <laughs> like i own the place you know like until I got was kind of the realized that like you know when I gave out all those drinks that was uh yeah that's paid for by me yeah <laughs> like I, didn't, I didn't do it because my I've always had the mantra with like just how can I be hands off so it was like how am I gonna run a bar and not be there you know what I mean yeah that's where I gotta improve because so, I'm very like I want to be in there and like like you know I like to a point to a point right where this property investment stuff kind of like helped me learn or yeah like, this is way off. cooler when yeah. I'm like like I I jumped hands off. I managed all my properties up to like 13 uh, doors, I think. And then I was like, this is a nightmare. I'm like, I got in this to be hands-off. I'm not hands-off. And here I am, nickel and diamond, because I don't want a high property manager. And it was a, I hired a property manager after like two months. I told him like over a year I'd transition. After two months, I was like, take them all. <laughs> it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, just, I would just try. How can I just not be around? Like, just work from anywhere. So, yeah. So that was uh, why I didn't do the bar business, and that's why I've just always like tried to do businesses and investments where I don't have to be be there physically, right? Right. Yeah. So I can be with. The whole reason I thought like that was like, okay, if I'm gonna have a kid one day when I start investing, I was 29. I don't. I want to be home. Like I don't want to be gone as a realtor, right? Like some of these guys are gone 68 hours a, a week. Yeah, like that job is pretty well. It's, it's cutthroat, yeah. right? Like you're busy, and in terms of like you need to do this now, especially in this. It's like, like yeah. yeah like, so I was like, man, like I need another, and that was it goes back to like how many income streams do you want? I've always wanted more, so I was like, okay, I'll have my real estate commissions, I'll have my real estate, and eventually, hopefully, the supplements. Right? What so. is it? Seven? Didn't they say seven? Is man, I've got way more than seven now. So yeah, yeah I've, I just you just keep finding different opportunities. I'm always looking like for the next project right so we're already looking for the next project yeah we're talking about it <laughs> we're talking about more to come more to come yeah danny's gonna hear this and be like what did you do That's why not <laughs> i mean it's you start to get good at growing businesses just like with your consulting like you're starting to like get good at it right so you can yeah. it's just it's like it becomes a template for every business for every investment you make it's just you've already know what to do so it gets easier and easier right yeah, and the only way to do that is to dive in, man. Dive yeah. in and, yeah. and learn to swim. That's my yeah. my biggest thing. It's uh, not, you know, you can be spoon-fed all you want, but that doesn't make you very strong. It's like when you dive in, you, you learn so much more. That's 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, if you guys want to, if people did want to reach out to you or whatever, I don't know if you, you do you take, like, yeah, I'm not really, uh, forget it. I don't really have, like, a, a business anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you don't like, really, like, yeah, you're not. Just me. Yeah, and just, uh, but I, I people touch base with me. They'll either text me or email me, like, and just like, hey, you don't mind grab a coffee? I always grab coffee with people just to 
man, like, share yeah, the wealth as much as I can. Life, I? Yeah, like, any little... I mean, that's the best thing about meeting with people, like, is you learn something, right? And then you meet with people that have done something and you want to you wanna do it too, right? So you're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, so... Like, a network with somebody and he gets motivated or she... Yeah, why not? So, yeah, I guess uh, email. So, if that's the case, hit me up and I'll, I'll yeah, connect yeah, you with yeah. Tyler. I'll vet. I'll be the better for him yeah. since he doesn't go much on the Instagram. Um, this episode <laughs> of the Tango and Podcast is brought to you by Murray Insurance. They are owned by Kingsville OGs, Ian and Karen Murray. Their Desjardins Insurance Agency is number one ranked in Ontario, southwestern Ontario. Uh, they're experts in their industry. They have the best customer service including a claims concierge service, which is exclusive to their clients. And they focus on community, which is what we love best about them. They're a one-stop shop for everything to protect you, your family, and your assets with the best policies in the industry. Uh, if you want to get a hold of them, give their team a shout. Let them know that I sent you at 519-733-2331, or you can reach it at Team Murray Insurance on Instagram and Facebook. So that's it for the, the ads for today. We got those all in. Irv, did we miss anything? So speaking of not being able to, to drink anymore, we had St. Patrick's Day. Oh, 10,000, right. Oh, we'll get that. Thank you. St. Patrick's Day, we had some drinks in here. And Irv, we slipped him a couple whiskeys over there. This guy, was, this guy was, yeah, this guy I, was hung over for two days. I listened to the podcast, actually. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah, with you and Kyle. Yeah. yeah. St. Patrick's Day almost <laughs> killed me, but I went all day. Irv went for like literally 35 minutes right now. <laughs> I had two drinks. The old man was hurting. But uh, also, if you guys are looking, you would love this stuff. 10,000, I got a t-shirt underneath. This is the best sports performance gear. It destroys Lululemon, man. Destroys Under Armour. And it's made for men by men. Okay, 10,000, go to their clothing company and you can use code Tango15 to save. I suggest uh, the tactical pants, but they're constantly out of out of, uh, out of uh, stock. stock because they're so popular. But the shorts, the t-shirts are the best yeah. gym stuff I've ever had. So... I think that's about a wrap on this Sounds podcast, good. man. Thanks for coming in. Well, cheers to the Negroni. It. Maybe we could have one more before I think you so. go offset. Why not, eh? So, <laughs> cheers, guys. Thanks for coming on the Tango One Podcast. Please subscribe. Let people know about us. And we want you just to do more and be more. Good luck. Now's the time to do more and be more. 